Ollie? It's raining sideways. Sounds rough, Ollie. Do you have an umbrella? Had one. Where is it? Inside out, two miles away. Is there anything we can do for you? Bring me some soup. What kind? Chunky! Good evening and welcome to episode 72 of Effectively Wild, the daily podcast from BaseballProspectus.com. I'm Sam Miller in Long Beach, California. Still hanging on in New York. New York is Ben Lindbergh. Uh, ben, how are you doing? Uh, I am in a flooded neighborhood, but somehow still have power uh, everywhere. Two blocks south of me and below is uh, has gone dark. But how, how many more days does this last? Uh, I think the worst of it is supposed to be right now, and then it will kind of linger for another day, day and a half or so, but uh, we're like the, the post postal service of podcasts, I guess. Neither, neither yeah, win nor Yeah, except for those rain. days that... <laughs> no, yeah. neither win Although nor occasionally rain, nor be... sleep nor so, but occasionally we will oversleep an alarm or something and miss yeah, the show, we, but other than it, that... We have, missed, we, we have missed for no reason whatsoever, <laughs> but uh, we never miss for a reason. <laughs> right. Um, so, do you, what do you want to talk about? We're back to our old format. What do you want to talk about? Uh, my topic should be right in your wheelhouse. I want to talk about the Angels rotation. And I'll talk about um, the 2013 World Series odds. Mm, okay. Sort of. Uh, so, why don't you go first? Uh, okay. So, the Angels are facing a couple decisions in the next day or two here. Um, this is the time of year when. Teams have to decide whether to pick up 2013 options on players, and uh, two-fifths of the Angels' rotation are guys who have options for next year. Uh, Dan Heron has a $15.5 million option, and Irvin Santana has a $13 million option. Um, and so they have to decide whether to exercise one or both of them or decline one or both of them by Wednesday. And reportedly, they have also been trying to trade uh, these players, or they've at least explored the possibility of trading them. Uh, and then a team that traded for them could exercise the option if they wanted to and then and make a qualifying offer at the end of the season and get a draft pick or something. Um, so I guess just between any uncertainty there is there and C.J. Wilson's injury... Um, I guess the, the Angels kind of can count on Jared Weaver right now and would have Garrett Richards, I guess. But other than that, there's uncertainty with almost everyone, with Zach Greinke also be, being a free agent. So I wonder, as kind of an Angels guy, what you think uh, about the decisions that they're facing in the next day or two with, with Heron and Satana and what their rotation will look like next spring or how many members of the 2012 rotation will return? Um, well, I think Santana's an easy no, um, and I uh, didn't ever really expect them to pick that up even last year. I didn't expect them to ultimately pick that up. Do you I'm not a very bring him back on a smaller deal or try to? Um, I mean, I don't think that they would necessarily have any advantage in that sense. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they might, but they might try to bring back lots of pitchers mm -hmm. in smaller deals or bigger deals. I mean, I think that, I think if, uh, I think Santana is, you know, maybe slightly more likely than the average free agent to pitch for them next year, but not significantly more likely. Mm -hmm. um, and Santana, I don't know. I mean, they, they've had, they've had six and a half years with um, their pitching coaches to try to get some consistency out of him. And 
he uh, he just isn't and he specifically is i mean consistency is really and consistency is one of those horrible vague terms that usually just means good and inconsistency usually just means he's bad Mm -hmm. but santana it really is sort of flaky in that kind of classic way that we use that term um and it's mostly, I think it's mostly mechanical. I think they think it's mostly mechanical and they haven't been able to fix him. So I think it's probably time for another team's pitching coaches to try to take a shot at him. Uh, he's got enough of an arm that I would think that um, some pitching coaches would really like that idea. And, uh, you know, if, 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 if a team could turn around Fernando Rodney, then uh, I would certainly think that there's a team that would at least try and uh, kind of salivate at the idea of turning around Santana. He's not a pitcher I, I like a whole lot, though. And um, to me, what is it? It's like 13 million. 13. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, to me, that's not a very difficult decision. Um, it's basically Heron, the, the same amount as a qualifying offer, which is 13.3 this year. Yeah. 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 Um, Heron is a little bit trickier because um, Heron is one year removed from this being an extremely easy uh, Mm -hmm. option to pick up. Um, And I think we've pointed out on this show maybe multiple times that I think he was my Cy Young (laughs) predict uh, pick coming into the season. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he was um, just slightly above replacement level uh, by our metrics, slightly below by some other ones. And there are certainly reasons to, um, to take that seriously. I mean, he has, he has a very good strikeout to walk ratio. um, And, um, that's kind of where he was in Arizona when the angels traded for him. He was, uh, he had a good strikeout to walk ratio and was being kind of babbipped to death and they got him at a discount because of that. I think this is a different situation because of his, um, his lost velocity. It's been on a steady decline for about six years. And I think it's probably gotten to the point where, uh, he needs to, uh, make a new adjustment. The last time he, the velocity kind of reached that low, he learned the cutter, um, and I think that's not enough anymore. He needs a new trick. Uh, his health for the first time this year was an issue. Mm-hmm. It's not, they would know much better than I would. I'm not sure they would know either, but they would know better than I would how much the back was a factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I, I mean, I, it wouldn't surprise me, I guess, if they uh, turn the option down and they've uh, the, the rumors that reporters around the team have been reporting are that they are likely to i still kind of think that it's probably a a decent option to pick up it's only one year um it's it's certainly not a budget breaker um if i mean his upside is is much greater than 13 or 14 million or whatever it's for um and i would think that of 30 teams of 29 other teams i would think there's one that would want that contract one Mm -hmm. year of Dan Heron. Um, and so I would think if they really want to move it, they probably can. That's my guess. Um, do you think I, it's an either or thing? I don't know what their budget is, but if they're going to try to bring back Granky, can they afford both of them with that? You know, option? I, they, um, I've never found their, their budget limit. And so mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, they, they always seem to have the money when they need it. I think that, um, if Artie Moreno thinks that it's the difference between winning or losing, then he's willing to go higher than than he planned. So I doubt it's either or. Um, I mean, they uh, they had all they had them both in the rotation this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they gave up an awful lot to get two months of Granky, and so uh, I mean they gave up a lot to get two months of Granky, and so um, 
I, I doubt that money would keep them from bringing them both back if they wanted them. I think it's maybe more that uh, there's they, they don't really have any kind of special relationship with Granky. That 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 there was no real like bonding that took place between uh, him and the organization. They didn't talk about an extension after the trade. Uh, I I would I would doubt that they have any more chance of signing cranky than than any of about 15 other teams do you think how much they gave up for him might in some way make them uh more inclined to try to bring him back i don't i mean mean, not that it has any effect now i mean this contract is separate from the trade but the fact that they gave up all those players and then didn't make the playoffs um i don't know it would just be maybe more obvious that they got very little out of that trade if they didn't bring him back yeah, fans fans definitely see it that way, and they yeah. have really from the day that they made it. I doubt that they do. Well, I mean, it may, probably there's probably a little bit of that, but it's not a it's not a rational position. And mm-hmm. I think are enough. Uh, I mean, that's a that's a front office. I think of rational people, and any one of them is capable of making an irrational decision. I think that they probably, as a group, though, will uh, are, are probably pretty pretty good at keeping each other in line i'd be surprised if they would um go crazy now that said i think if the dodgers had traded for granky or the tigers had traded for granky or any other team had traded for granky i think they would try to sign him this offseason mm-hmm. um i just don't think that they have a any particular edge uh for him okay so go with your your gut and your heart and your stomach like joe girardi uh how many of the 2012 starters do you see in the 2013 rotation uh and we're counting i guess we have we have two confirmed or or at least two will be back yeah goodness well i mean so wilson and weaver and then i would say probably um i would say probably richards but Mm -hmm. not williams at the back and the other two i don't know i guess my gut would be heron and a free agent Mm -hmm. okay they don't really have anybody ready below um below the big club right now matt shoemaker uh totally kind of lost it when they moved him up and um nick ronda's not ready yet so uh i think they're probably gonna go out and sign somebody or trade some i mean they also have trade pieces that are somewhat superfluous on their team it wouldn't surprise me if they uh, move one of morales trumbo conger board something like that um, but i would think that there's going to be one pretty famous name that wasn't in the rotation last year and my gut is mm, that my gut is that maybe Heron comes back. All right, I got a prediction out of you. Yeah, well, it's interesting because um, this is you know at the beginning of the year everybody makes their predictions and they all turn out wildly wrong. At the end of the year, everybody makes their predictions for which free agents are going to go to new places, mm-hmm. and they also turn out wildly <laughs> wrong. I yes. don't know which is harder, but that might actually be harder. And so um, transitioning to my topic, um, this day every year or around this day, um, Bodog usually releases their 2013 play, uh, World Series odds and um, bloggers and writers all post them because what else is going on? Mm-hmm. And um, it's uh, obviously it's a strange time to bet on a team because you don't really know the makeup of the team and you're betting on like all these hypotheticals in the free agency period. And you, I mean, it's a really, it's a, it's an extremely low information, um, betting scenario. And yet 
uh, I was thinking about it, and if you had bet uh, at this time last year, um, you would probably have actually been better off than um, betting just before the season for quite a number of teams, such as the Marlins, who at this time last year you would have thought would be terrible, and then they signed everybody, and you probably would have thought, oh, no, they're good, and they were terrible. Mm -hmm. Um, And the Angels, you probably would have thought were just a somewhat, uh, you know, like a second-tier you know, not quite good enough to knock off the Rangers. And then they went and got Pujols and Wilson and everything else. And and there's actually quite a number of teams. The A's certainly uh, looked like they got worse when they traded Gio, Gio and Cahill. And so um, just for fun, just to get us on the record, I thought that I want to have you tell me uh, your six division <laughs> champions next year, your uh. six your six last place teams next year, your um, two uh, and your two World Series teams, and I'm going to ask you again just before the season, mm-hmm. and I'm going to see which is better: you with information, you <laughs> without information, or simply taking last year the 2012 standings and superimposing them on the 2013 year. Yeah, uh, my predictions probably will look a lot like the 2012 standings, um, which they do every year. Uh, because I don't go out on a lot of limbs with my predictions, um, and they're usually still pretty wrong anyway, but that's how I tend to do it. So I guess uh, I will definitely go with repeats in a few divisions. I guess I'd go with uh, the Yankees again, um, and the Tigers again. And I think I'll go with the Angels in the West. Uh, And I don't really see any reason not to pick the Nats again. Um, I don't see a strong reason not to pick the Reds again. Uh, And kind of have a hard time picking anyone but the Giants again. All right, and last place? These are the worst predictions ever. Um, (laughs) Last place teams? uh, Last place in every division? Yeah. Okay, um, and AL East is, is tough. Uh, I guess I would say uh, the Blue Jays. Not confident in that at all. But I'll go with the Blue Jays and the Indians and the Mariners and... Uh, the Marlins, the Astros, and and I guess the Rockies. Again. So uh, four of the same last place teams and five of the same division winners. That's interesting. I was gonna actually ask. Um, there's a. Uh, I might have mentioned this. I, I talk about it a lot around anybody who I talk to. Um, there's this sort of phenomenon of pundits um, gradually kind of expanding the sensationalism of their predictions um, to, because they have to talk so much and because they have to get attention with their predictions mm-hmm. and because they get more and more confident. When The more they think of themselves as a pundit, the more confident they get in mm-hmm. their predictions. And so they sort of lose discipline. And that's why um, there's this research group that has been studying pundit predictions for 20 years. And pundits are essentially no better than random chance. Right. Um, 
And so I wondered whether in our 72nd episode of this podcast, you had found yourself um, getting more um, kind of liberal in your predictions, and you absolutely have not. <laughs> no. Someone told me the other day that I should because people won't remember when I'm wrong, and they might remember if I'm right. Yeah, Which well, could be the, the case, but that's uh, a, absolutely the I just case. So, don't seem to have it in me. So I'll go with the uh, Rangers, the Tigers, the um, – uh, I'll go with the Rays, the Braves, the Cardinals, and the Giants. And for last place teams, the Rockies, Astros, Mets, um, Indians, Mariners, and Orioles. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't have the guts to predict the Orioles going back to, to last place. I wanted to, but I didn't. And so Bodog, which I guess maybe has changed their name because of the U.S. Department of Commerce or Justice Department or something like that. Uh, whatever I'm looking at, which I think is Bodog, has the Tigers as the leading uh, contenders for the 2013 World Series, which surprises me because they're not that great a team. And they were the sixth or seventh best team in the American League this year. And um, that's uh, interesting. The Yankees are next. The Giants are third. The Angels and the Rangers are tied mm-hmm. for fourth. Uh, and the Astros have half of the odds of the next worst team. <laughs> All right. Um, well, we'll do this again. Oh, do your World Series teams. I don't know why. We can't. Can't pick World Series teams when we know the NLCS teams, uh-huh. uh, but you might. Uh, sure. Okay. Um, I'll go with the Reds and the Angels. I'll say the Rays and Cardinals for no reason. All right. So we'll do this again uh, on the eve of the 2013 season, right. and then we'll review in one year and probably two or three days because I'm guessing there won't be a sweep in next year's World Series. Um, that's all for episode 72. Wait, that's not we'll quite back. all. Uh, oh, come on. It's almost all. But before we go, uh, we want you to contact us. I probably should have said this at the beginning of the show in case you got bored and stopped listening. Um we want you to email us with your questions or your comments or your praise or your criticisms uh, or your funny stories or whatever you feel like emailing us with at podcast at baseballprospectus.com, uh, which if you were an up and in listener, you will recognize as the same email address that we have now inherited. So we hope that you will entertain us and help us entertain you over the winter with with funny emails. Uh, so send us questions and comments and we will talk about them. Okay. Yeah. There it is. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll uh, talk to you tomorrow. Okay.